0: really become a passion of mine to really help parents and and women in general chase after their dreams and goals and crush that.
1: Hi, I'm Bridget Garsh, co-founder of Neighbor Schools and your host for Work Like a Mother, a podcast dedicated to real conversations with incredible women juggling work, life, and motherhood. Today, I'm thrilled to sit down with Ingrid Reed, founder of Working Mom Kind. My first son, Hudson, was a November baby. I still remember the panic I felt as my husband headed back to work a few weeks after he was born. I was now fully responsible for this little being all on my own. I immediately felt overwhelmed. I had gone from seeing dozens of colleagues every day to being all alone. It didn't help that the weather was getting colder and we only have one car. So it was really hard to get outside, hard to see friends and hard to meet other new moms. I wish I had had the working mom kind community during that maternity leave. It really would have helped me to know that in that November alone, Ingrid and countless other moms were going through the same thing they were also trying to figure out the most joyful and isolating struggle of their new lives and their new identity. When Ingrid's son was one week old and her family left after their initial visit, she felt incredibly isolated, overwhelmed, and alone. During a feed on those sleepless nights, she pulled out her phone to find something that would help, but she found nothing. Where was a group of women who were actively talking about the sleepless nights, the worries, and the sore nipples? Ingrid decided to do something about it. She created Working Mom Kind, an online community focused on bringing moms together, to cheer each other on, and to lend a hand when it's needed most. A community free of judgment and far from perfect, but offering the support that Ingrid and hundreds of thousands of moms need. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining um, us today. Of course. I thought it would be really interesting to start by asking you, what inspired you to create Working Mom Kind?
0: <laughs> it's um, a lot inspired it, but I would say that it all honestly started after the birth of my son. Um, I'm originally not from New York, and so all of my family lives in another state that's miles away. And while I had my husband and my in-laws for support, I still felt like there was something missing. Um, Not to mention that, you know, you deal with, with such a big change from the moment that you leave the hospital and you finally come home physically, mentally, and now you have a little tiny human that you have to take care of. So there was a lot going on. I knew that I wasn't alone in that. I knew that it wasn't just me that was feeling alone, that... Um, just had a baby that was dealing with the sleep regressions and all of that good stuff that comes with newborns. Um, So I went on social media naturally, because that's the thing that was keeping me up when I was feeding my son at night. Mm -hmm. And I started just looking up like, is there like a hashtag tired mom? Like, can I can I find someone that's just as tired as I am? Um, Or maybe a new mom. And so I couldn't find anything that fit with the support that I was looking for that I felt mothers in my stage. Deserved, And so I said, "You know what? Let me just build something." And when I started working in momkind, it it was with the thought in mind that I wanted to find a circle of support, but I never thought that building something like this would actually build so many tiny little circles of support for moms all over the place. And it's such a good feeling to know that I wasn't alone and I am not alone now. Um, And there's so many women that feel the same way through the many different phases that we go through as parents.
1: So you started working mom kind when your son was
0: how old? He was just born. Like (laughs) I was sitting on my bed and I was in maternity leave. He was probably a week. I mean, it was literally like the the few days after you leave the hospital. What is it like three, maybe four sometimes. Um, And my parents were there with us, um, I I believe for like a week. So he was, he must have been two weeks. Um, I think it was just sort of that change when they left. And I just felt like, well, I have my husband, but he's working and now I'm just home alone. And I also had a November baby. And in New York, that's like a winter. So you can't really go out and do the strolls in the park as much as like somebody who has a baby in the summer. Um, so I feel like all of that just kind of combined into one I was like I need to find an outlet and of support and just to really talk to people um so I want to say he was probably uh, two weeks old when everything started uh
1: I also have a November baby Mm -hmm. and how how old is your son now
0: he's three years old now so it's been three years since since everything started
1: it's it's wild to reflect on mm-hmm. that moment because my son is also three. And so <laughs> now I'm thinking here we were in completely different places and feeling yep. very similar. Um, and at that same moment in time, right? Like it's, it's interesting to think back that we were having this same experience in some sense of feeling alone and, and mm-hmm. overwhelmed by all of our new responsibilities and we never even met.
0: That's what I was looking for. I wanted that reality and, and rawness is uh, in motherhood where I, I I was tired of just people focusing on the birth part or conceiving. Like what about everything else that you actually deal with mentally mm-hmm. and physically and the fact that, you know, you'll you won't be sleeping for a while and you're gonna be so exhausted and you're gonna feel so alone and without people having that conversation, you'll never get to understand that you're not alone and that there is and was someone feeling a similar way. So just even sharing that bit makes such a big difference.
1: Uh, And how did your family react when you said, I'm going to start Working Momkind?
0: Um, I feel like they didn't really understand what it was about at first. Um, I think the social media lines can be really blurry for a lot of people, even Mm -hmm. to this date. So I feel like when I first started, um, it was just sort of like, oh, you're starting a blog and it's about moms or is it about you? Um, So I don't think they really understood what I was going after until they started seeing the momentum growing and the stories of so many different mothers and what they were going through. Uh, My sister now has a daughter too. And, you know, my mother had my sister and and me. So I think it took a little bit of time given the fact that it's different generations. Um, But my husband has always been very supportive. So even though it also took them a little bit to understand. Mm. um, Once they started seeing how women were reacting to it and how it was helping me at the same time. And even the other women that were being, you know, feeling like they were also receiving the help that I was feeling. I think they started to understand where I was, where I was going towards. So it was a good feeling once they were like, okay, I think I get what this is about. (laughs)
1: And now that it's three years later, it's really changed as well, right? Like part of your work is now expanded Mm -hmm. to also help employers think about how to support working moms. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the number one thing that you wish employers knew and that they would do?
0: For me, it's the fact that we have lives outside of work. And I think the pandemic, unfortunately, has has brought light to that in in a good and positive way, um, which is very interesting because before um, the pandemic, so many moms around the world and even within the community would always say, like, the future is in remote work and that's what we want and we want more flexibility. And then the pandemic hit and we got the remote opportunity. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, not everybody can have that opportunity based on their role. But um, once we got that, it was kind of like, wait, but we wanted this with the schools open and with childcare available. And so I think there's still a, a, it's a huge learning curve with the employers understanding that while we might have more flexibility now, it's still not the ideal situation um, where we would have been without the pandemic. When it comes to the work hours, the workload and the support that we need, um, and even seeing from some people in the community that I speak to and just employers across the board, there's still a lot of um, of need in the sense that whether you have one parent employed or 10, you still need to be prepared to cater to that parent, whether it's a, a woman or a man, whether it's, it's the woman that is about to have a baby or the father that needs to go on, on paternity leave or, or leave in general to help the mother and be with the baby. You need to have a, a plan for that. And so my goal and my vision is to find a way to, through the community, cultivate that with employers of whatever size, whether you have one parent or you only have five employees, but you your plan is to grow and scale. I really want to know that every employee out there feels the same way as far as the support that they'll need, even outside of the pandemic. I think right now it's it's very different times because we're dealing with so much. I mean, we were just talking about The constant juggle that has gone from like 100% to 200% since the pandemic, which is insane. Um, But to me, it's really how are you preparing to cater to your parents that you are employing, and how are you supporting them? Because without that type of support, like how are you going to even keep them around? I mean, we need that just like our children will need to go to daycare, or we'll need a nanny, or need to go to school, and we need to be employed employers need to ensure that the parents that they employ can also be supported. And so that's why I guess the community went from being a place for moms to vent and and realize that they're not alone to, now I'm going back to work. Do I even want to go back to work? And if I don't, why not? And if I do, why? And how do I feel about that? And then now I'm at work. How do I feel supported while I'm at work? Am I happy at this place? Do they, you know, do they have a good leave um, option available for me? Should I choose to have another child? Did I get paid enough? Like, there's just so many questions and thoughts that go into this once you become a parent that you don't even think about. And you know, to that point, I feel like employers feel the same. Maybe they didn't think about it until they finally hired someone who had a child. Just like us, we don't really realize it until we become parents. But I think just the fact that they can at least be open to the flexibility that parents need it changes everything
1: i love that what you've shared so far so thank you for for sharing those insights and it feels very relatable because i there are so many employees that i think of too who it's not a comfortable conversation for employees to advocate for themselves, especially depending right. upon their role in the organization, right? Like if you're a senior leader, you have a very different go mm-hmm. into making change and to advocating. But if you're a junior level employee and you might be the first or fifth parent, that mm-hmm. is an incredibly high bar to expect somebody to stand up and advocate for themselves. And so, mm-hmm. really, encouraging uh employers to think about this and prepare as you're saying necessary
0: and the fact that there's power through community even outside of social media so when when moms send me a dm or an email asking me you know like how do i go about this i need more support or like i'm having issues with um my you know the person that i report to my first question is always are there other parents employed and like, what have their situations been? Like, are you, have you connected with them? Because it's so important to come together. Like for me, for example, with my full-time job, I was the first person to go on maternity leave. So I had to like actually pave the way for the future that would go, you know, the future employees that would actually go on maternity leave. And then it was funny enough, after I came back, two people went on maternity leave. So it was just kind of like, you have to be conscious of that and think about that if you are the first one, How can you make sure that, you know, for anyone going on leave after, like, how can you make it a better experience for them? But also utilize this time with your employer to really build something that can benefit everyone.
1: So if you think back to where you were working when you went on maternity leave, what did you expect it to be like? And what was it actually like?
0: I don't think I really had any expectations. I was just kind of like, let's see where this leads and how it goes. Um, But I I didn't expect for me to be so confused about whether I wanted to go back to work or not once my maternity leave was over. And, you know, again, talking about everything that you just went through, and then being in a way so lonely through maternity leave, um, because you're not, you have your baby there. And sometimes family to support you, or maybe you're part of groups, local groups, online groups, whatever type of support you have. So you're not necessarily alone, but it feels like it. So going through that and then the, the last few weeks of thinking my child now has to go to daycare or, needs to find, or I need to find a nanny to take care of my child and then kind of like shifting your brain back to work, which is so hard because you have so much going on now. And now I understand the term of mommy brain, which I feel like some people don't really like that term because they think that it's just something that makes you forgetful. But the way that I see it, it's just, it's actually like your brain expanding so much because there's so much going on now that there's just a lot to cater to. So I don't necessarily think that mommy brain should be like a bad term because to me, it's like, you just have a lot that your, your attention needs to focus on now and, and you need to split it up in different ways and avenues. And so that was what I was dealing with. My mommy brain just expanded. And I was like, oh my God, but wait, I'm still breastfeeding and I still have a three month old that now has to go to daycare. Do I want that? And now I have to go back to work and like thinking back to, okay, what will that transition even look like? So I never imagined going into maternity leave that I was gonna have such a hard time making that decision. And I did end up going back to work and my son ended up going to daycare and it was a tough transition, um, but I feel like it was one that that I grew with. Um, and it's a different experience for everyone for me. And you know, personally, it was just something that I worked at every day and I lived in Brooklyn at the time in New York. So I was two blocks away from daycare and I worked remotely even before COVID. So it was, I would say a different, um, adjustment than a lot of people, but you know, I still think about it every day. And even now, as I think of growing our family, I know the many things that I would do differently, which is taking a longer leave and really enjoying that time, but also completely unplugging from work and easing back into what I'm going back to after maternity leave. Because I feel like even though leave is done, it's just not. So I think that's kind of like where the struggle is because we're, we're technically never done, we're forever mothers and forever parents. And even though we go back to work, you know, that's where your brain just expands and you just kind of have to learn how to split up your time and attention <laughs> and it's it's insane.
1: Well, and when you say that it makes me think how you really need to retrain yourself in some ways because you as a person have changed so much that mm-hmm. you need to juggle all of these new responsibilities, think about how you're going to divide your time, think about how you Train yourself to focus on whatever it is that you're doing and not think about the five million other things that you could right. be doing or, or paying attention to. And it's interesting to hear you say that, that it's really it makes me think of it how it really is such a learning experience, which then circles back to working mom-kind and having the support to continue to learn and share those experiences so that you can adapt to this new reality.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's not even necessarily a bad thing either. The fact that we have to like reprogram ourselves. I think it should almost be something that is shared with every soon to be mother and and, and father that things are going to change and they're going to be different. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be bad. There's going to be hard days, but it's a positive change because again, you, you, you have so much more now going on and there's, there's a lot going on. I can say that a thousand times, but it's. It's a good difference. You're learning, you're growing, and and becoming a parent is such an insane change that now looking back, I'm like the things that I do now, I don't think I would have done before I had my son. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just the thought of growing working mom kind, and the just the things that I take part in now, I'm like wow. Like not only did I grow as a as a parent, but also as a woman myself. The things that I'm capable of doing now, I probably didn't even have the inspiration and courage to do before. So even though it might seem a little daunting, it's an amazing change. And, and I, I would do it all over again (laughs) with a longer maternity leave, of course,
1: (laughs) the longer maternity leave. Yes. (laughs) And where were you working when you had your son? And are you still there now? Because working mom kind, even though it sounds like it would be your full time focus, it's not.
0: Yes, so I've actually been in the ed tech industry since before graduating college. So I've been working with all of the aspects of education technology where you talk about everything that the students and faculty use, all the resources that are digital. So it's actually been a really good shift within these past few years because there's been a lot of changes from a physical print book to the digital course materials that students use now. So you're right. I'm actually still in ed tech to this day. And I'm still growing working mom kind and I still have my son and juggling everything all over every day. Um, but it really is what powers me. Um, and I am fully dedicated to both. And I, I really enjoy it. Like I said, I've been in in tech for so long now that it is my goal to eventually move out of that and continue to put all of my attention and energy into working mom kind because it's really become a passion of mine to really help parents and and women in general chase after their dreams and goals and crush them whether it's personal or professional goals whatever you're doing to me even though the name you know I it says working mom kind to me every single parent works from the moment that you start thinking about having children and conceiving to actually growing the child as a woman or maybe for example, adopting and then actually raising the child, like parenthood in general is all work. And so that's where the name comes from, working mom kind and humankind, mom kind. But to me, it's always been like, how can I ensure that my passion continues to empower women? who maybe don't want to have a nine to five, but want to take after their hobby. Maybe they want to grow a business. Maybe they just want to find better flexibility or have the right resources to find a better organization that supports them. And they just want to have that support. So my goal is to, you know, continue to work at it and keep growing it. And how in
1: this whole juggle of many things, do you make time for yourself?
0: So believe it or not, (laughs) working mom kind is my form of self-care, especially because within the community, we have uh, monthly meetups and the mommy hours and book clubs. So there's there's that aspect of things. But for me, it really is waking up before my son wakes up. Because even though I love to sleep in, if I wake up five minutes before he does, like my whole day is so different than if I wake up an hour or an hour and a half before he does. So just being able to peacefully wake up, take a shower, get ready for the day, make sure everything's ready to go. And then my son waking up is my form of self-care. Before I got cold since I'm in the New York area, I used to actually go out and like take a walk and really go around to the park and just enjoy the fresh air. But now I'm like let me hibernate for a little bit. (laughs) So everything that I do now, it like has to do with the couch and Netflix and all of that good stuff. Um, But yeah, to me, it's just really finding a little time outside of, you know, even just my role as a wife and and as a mother. And, you know, kids love to just be like, mommy, 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 and waking you up and jumping in the bed. So if I can just have that one hour or even 30 minutes, it changes my whole mood and day. Mm -hmm. And it feels beautiful. I love that. Yeah. It makes a whole, a huge
1: difference, right? You, you feel in control and sort of, you know, empowered to manage your day from the Mm -hmm. moment you wake up where you have so many things that are thrown at you outside of your control from kids, from work, from significant other, whoever, that Mm -hmm. I can totally understand how waking up on your own terms would, would help to set your day off. Right.
0: You summed that up perfectly. It's like, I am in control of the day. I woke myself up.
1: I might be able to relate to that feeling. (laughs) Although these days, my eight-month-old is up at 5 a.m. So I rarely (laughs) am awake before he is. Uh, Although I yearn for the day, I keep playing it in my mind and thinking, okay, if he would just sleep till six, (laughs) I can get up at 5.30 and have a half hour to myself. So... That's my, my goal is to get to where you are right now.
0: And I, I mean, it takes time, as you know, my three-year-old was the worst sleeper in the world. So my husband and I would just sit there like, is he ever going to sleep? And they do eventually people told me that. And I never believed them. I'm like, no, you're crazy. But now I'm like, you know, as we think about growing our family, I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to have to start all over again. Like, I need to mentally prepare for that, too. It's just the sleep is just such a serious one for me.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes, I I was saying, too, my sister-in-law also has a baby who's three months younger, so he's about five months. And we were saying how the first year, really, is you just think about sleep or poop, and pretty much it feels like nothing else. Like, those things... Dominate your brain so much. How can you get more sleep? And is there anything wrong with their poop that would (laughs) indicate some problem otherwise? Like, it's.
0: You mean to say I wasn't the only one looking up that poop chart? Because it was my screensaver on my phone for like months.
1: (laughs) Well, if you think back to when before you were a mom, what advice would you give to your pre mom self?
0: I think for me, it would really be just going with the flow and being flexible, because I'm a very organized person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even before I became a mother, it was just sort of like you're on your own schedule, and you know your rules, and you know what you need to do, whether it's with work or personal life. And I think that was one of the things that I struggle with, and that I know a lot of mothers and parents in general struggle with, which is you become a parent, and you forget that Your schedule is going to be different, and that your day to day is going to look different. Everything, just everything. And so, if I could have just prepared a little bit even before becoming a mom, and just knowing how to be more flexible and understanding that sort of like whatever happens happens, like you can still control things, but how you react to them is what really makes a difference. And so that's sort of like where I would, but I would write to myself if I could in the past, like. Yes, you can control things, but make sure that you you're realizing how you're reacting to them because that's what's going to set you up for whatever's next and It's such a powerful thing to think about in parenthood and outside of it, because especially right now with the pandemic that's really like helped me anchor myself down that there's a lot that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And so once we make peace with the fact that we can't control it, how do we react to it? And how is that going to make us feel at the end of the day, especially with like having no childcare or like having to sit them in front of the TV or trying to figure out what to do for them that's going to help? What type of support do you need and what works for your family? And to me, I'm a big believer in whatever the other person is doing might not work for you. It's about what works for you. What what do you need to feel better through the day? Do you need a grandparent? Do you need a neighbor? Do you need a nanny? Do you need childcare? Whatever is gonna help you feel better and works for your family, that's what you should do. Well, thank you so much
1: for spending a little bit of time with me and sharing your journey and your story uh, with everyone who's listening. It's been wonderful hearing more about Working Momkind. I admire everything that you do to support mothers. And appreciate it and I'm so glad that we had the chance to chat today
0: thank you so much I know it's been crazy and it took us a while to get here but I'm so glad that we finally connected thanks so much for
1: listening I'm Bridget Garsh and this is work like a mother I'm excited to share another amazing working mama story with you next week but before I go I have a quick favor to ask Please help us spread the word by giving us five stars on Apple podcasts. It's the best way for more working moms to discover our show. Thanks and have a great week.